Why, hello there. How are I'm you? Like, I'm good. Um, I know this will make you very happy, but mm. I forgot to grab a snack. So what does this mean? That means nothing. I won't be chewing on the podcast. Because... Okay, well, that's good to know. Although I see you still have whining behind you from a doggy. A doggy who I don't understand. Like, okay, one, he's whining because I have food and he doesn't, but he just ate dinner. Like, he literally is freshly back from a bowl that he just devoured. So, hi, you've already had dinner. I do have a snack and it's my snack, not the dog snack. So, I need him to pipe down. And sit down somewhere, like, clear on the other end of the sofa, away from the plate that has my snack on it. Um, yeah. So all those okay. things. Um, yeah, I did make a little snack, because um, I have not actually made dinner. Uh, just because I've, I've been taking things really slow. Decided that slow and steady wins the race this weekend. So everything has taken me any one thing that I've done has taken me probably at least two or three times the amount of time that it should take. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. So I'm so okay with that. I've just not been on my um, schedule this past week. I've had some things going on that just completely threw me off and Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I'm like, I'm just gonna have to be okay with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Even case today, because I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I'm super tired. I'm like tired, and I had a, like I said a very slow, uneventful weekend, um, mm-hmm. which was the plan all along. Um, I've got I've gotten things done, but definitely, like I said, like I haven't cooked dinner. Usually, like I make dinner Sunday night, and then but I make like a big pot of whatever, and so I eat the hot, you know, like the first plate, like fresh on Sunday night Mm -hmm. as dinner and then the rest goes into lunch for the week so that still needs to happen and it will it's fine um Mm -hmm. and I need to throw some laundry in the in the machine at some point that'll get done too my closet has like a mountain of clothes um literally all this week what I've worn is I hate to even say like I went to Walmart but I was in Walmart doing stuff but (laughs) they have these like loungy outfits that's like a Mm -hmm. sweatshirt with a little pocket and kind of like jogger pants that's made out of the material that's like a blanket and I bought two of those sorry wait what kind of material like what kind of blanket it's like a like a kind of like a fleece blanket but one that's kind of like a little bit more like like knobbier you know what Mm, I mean okay And so I bought one and I was like, okay, I need something warm and loungy because it's kind of getting a little chillier and I need the heat. It's just weird. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather just put on more clothes. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love because I was like, okay, I love this for just, you know, lounging around 
and it looks like a sweatsuit. So I can like go outside with it too, to the point where <laughs> I did a couple of times. Like it made an appearance at the Publix and the Trader Joe's. And so I loved it so much that I bought another one. So now I have two. Cause like if I go outside wearing something, like I immediately take it off and like have to throw it in laundry. So I was like, right. I can't lounge it if I go outside in it. And so I'm just like, oh, yeah, God. you need one that's like officially lounge only, indoor only. Yeah, I, I literally, I would just put it in the washer because I was like, do I put on real clothes or do I just continue feeling this fabulous? And so I just oh, went out. Feeling fabulous it, every time. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I put on my tennis shoes. I'm wearing a mask. So I don't care what I look like. Like, I really <laughs> don't care. It has gotten to this point where I've gone out and I was like, Kristen, I was like, okay, just pop some earrings in. Like, that's going to make the whole difference. I'm like, your whole face is covered up. No one, like, I've been standing next to someone in line next to someone that I know very well. I shared an office with her. It literally, we were standing in line the whole time. And until we, like, both turned around and we realized we were standing next to each other. So that's how, and if you wear a hat or something, it's a wrap. Or sunglasses, it's a wrap. No, so, the pandemic the, the pandemic demands it first of all that like because it's like you'd have to have a mask on. Mm-hmm. So honestly, like makeup went out the door like months ago because all the makeup was just coming off on my mask. So like, why am I even bothering wasting this good product? And oh my gosh, lipstick! Like I oh, want lipstick. You know, what? What is lipstick? Excuse me. I, wore, I, I had a clothing one time like in the summer, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, let me put on my dress. And let me put on my makeup and let me put on lipstick. And I was like, no one knows but me that I have on lipstick. So I don't know where no more. I was going. Yeah, I was. Um, oh, when I went out to um, Annette's, you know, a few weeks ago for our outdoor thing, um, which I'm glad that we did because that was like free everything, like going, you know, through the roof again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I was like so excited that I was like going somewhere that I'd like put on makeup, put on lipstick. And then I was like, and like as soon as I got like to the door and reached for my mask, I was like, right, there's a reason why you've not had lipstick on for like, you know, I was feeling all good about myself. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, because you don't need lipstick, nor does, and it's about to get totally mm-hmm. wasted in this mask. So, so that went out the door, being comfortable. And feeling fabulous, as you said, is the rule of the day. Like, that is it. Like, there's no, any, if anything is going to, like, somehow detract from that, then that that needs to go. Like, whatever that thing is that's going to make that go away. Like, no. I mean, I can't go to brunch. I can't go places. I can't see people. I can't hug people. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm giving up all that. I'm giving up any effort trying to, like, be fashion. Although, last weekend... Mm-hmm. I will say, oh, this is wait, tell me everything, by the way. We missed last <laughs> week. So we did miss last week. Sorry, guys. Yeah, um, sorry. Um, so you, had, I you, did, were, you weren't feeling well, right? I was not feeling well. And this was part of the reason why. So okay. Cupcake had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. I traveled to Warner Robins to go to her birthday party, mm-hmm. which was totally cute. They had a COVID safe, like, spa day. Oh, cute. For like her and like five of her little friends, and I think it was even less than that. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was just five. It was six of them all together, I think. And um, 
they did that. And so I had on a little outfit. So afterwards, like we went to Starbucks, we went, you know, some other little places. And so her and her little friend were kind of like hanging out after. And so I had on my this little outfit, which was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dress up because I don't ever dress up anymore. Right. So I had on my little leather skirt. I have this cute little top that's like camouflage and it has like flat floor flowers in it. Ooh. And it's kind of like it's short in the front. And it kind of, you know, goes billows in the back. So it's like this, you know, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. And so I was standing Ooh, in line and they're just silly girls. And so Cupcake was like, ooh, fashion. And so they started like... <laughs> They started, we're standing like in Starbucks, and they started like floppy, like the, like kind of like the tail of my like shirt. Ooh, fashion. fashion. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, I was like, that's did you hear these? And she like died laughing. I was like, y'all are so silly. So I was like, yeah, see, this is what I was like. I remember once upon a time I used to be fashionable, and then COVID, like, really. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah, yeah it's, it's sent everything I honestly like when I say do laundry I literally mean take all five sets of my scrubs and throw them in the washer wash them dry them fold them and then we- go through the week like one day at a time eat through each of them only to repeat the cycle next week like that's what I wash and like and you know like it's just like that's it like there is no other clothes like you said other than like the loungewear around the house or whatever which you know yeah like, what I walk the dog in or you know but like for the most part if I'm out it's during the week and I have my scrubs on either on my way to work or coming back from work so yeah it's for me it's like scrubs which are basically just like unofficial pajamas mm-hmm. and and then that's it like I don't like all my other clothes like I'm just sitting like I was putting stuff away and organizing some stuff in my closet a couple of weeks ago and I was just like looking at all my clothes like one thank you COVID uh, weight, weight gain. Like I was like, I don't like, I feel like I don't fit into like most of this clothes. And secondly, doesn't really matter because I'm not going anywhere. And when am I going to ever get to wear these again? Like, it just feels like Mm -hmm. I have drawers and drawers and like hanger after hanger of things that like, I like just like remember wearing. (laughs) Like It's honestly like, I saw someone at, because you know, at the, at the hospital, we still have people come in who are like vendors or who are there like, you know, with the foundation, you know, we're still like, you know, obviously doing all the business things that need to happen, like raising money and all that stuff or whatever. And yeah, there was like a couple like really nicely dressed people like walking th- through the halls the other day. And I was just like, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> I, remember I remember when I cared. Yeah, when I cared and, and wearing real clothes that fit and was tailored and looked coordinated and you know not just like scrubs and tennis shoes you know Um, because I tell you what now on these zoom calls I ain't even pretending I'm like I ain't (laughs) no I ain't turning my camera on today sorry Mm -mm. ain't happening ain't happening at all I can't do it not today so yeah it's a it's a real problem (laughs) It's it's a whole lot it's a whole lot um and um you mentioned Trader Joe's, and I feel like, have we talked about the face group on the podcast yet? We've talked about the Black Girls Cook and Meal Plan group, but we have not talked about the Trader Joe's group. So if you haven't noticed today, today's just going to be a free-for-all because... <laughs> I, I do have I, stories. When I, tell, 
Okay, I, I don't really like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, especially since we haven't talked in the past yes. couple of weeks. I'm so tired. I've literally driven like I've been working since nine o'clock. We had an event to client event today. So mm-hmm. I've been working on that since nine o'clock. We finished at four o'clock. Then I went dropping off more pies to people. Mm-hmm. So I literally just got home about, you know, an hour and a half ago, maybe an hour ago. So I'm exhausted, but again, mm-hmm. one of our my, my, um, my clients who's a friend and sorry, a dedicated one of our listeners, dedicated mm-hmm. listeners was like, yo, what's up with the podcast? <laughs> I know, so I was like, I feel Dina, thank you. Thank I you, feel Dina. obligated um, to uh, <laughs> record today. So I'm exhausted again. Yeah, last weekend it was I could not literally like turning around in the bed was all that I could do. I was completely exhausted. Daylight savings time is kicking my butt. And then today I'm like legitimately tired from working, but I was like, we just gotta we gotta make it happen. So gotta crank it up. Um, Yeah. So yeah. All I have to say is the Black Girls and Trader Joe's Facebook group is everything and also the devil. If um, you're not in this group, if you are a Black girl and, and not in the Black Girls and Trader Joe's group, what are you, you even like doing? Trader Joe's, right. what are you even doing with your life? Like it's eclipsed <laughs> the Black Girl and Cooking group right now because I love them so much. They are hilarious. They have wonderful recipe ideas. They make me upset sometimes because they keep talking about maple butter. And if oh. I, yeah, I'm about to like set it off. Like if somebody mentioned that maple butter again, <laughs> yeah, I have caught every Trader Joe's in Atlanta. I almost called the one in Athens because I'm like, do I want to take a little drive to Athens if they have it? Maybe no. I don't know. It's about an hour away. But yeah, <laughs> for some maple girl. Butter. But some the maple way they butter. talk about it though makes it feel like it's probably worth the, worth the drive, right? Right. I'm like, I'm getting chocolate shipped from California. Girl, your chocolate is on the way. Your chocolate's on the way. I was like, it was so funny too, because remember I was on the phone with you and I had finally got the package together and I went downstairs just as we and I were getting off the phone and I put the package in the outbox. Excuse me. To have, you know, have it picked up by the mail, the post person. And then I opened my mail and there was mail, which meant obviously that I had just missed the mailman. <laughs> so I had to like put the dog on the leash real quick. I was like, come on, we're taking a quick walk. And like, I've got your package. I've got your chocolates in one arm and the dog in the other hand. <laughs> and we're like surveying the neighborhood. I was like, you know, I knew which direction he would have gone in because they, you know, they come up and they do the neighborhood in a certain order. So I was just glad that I found him. So <laughs> we literally just like stood by his truck until he came back. <laughs> and he was, he was like, like, he was like, who is this little girl with this dog? And I was like, um, hi, um, can I just hand you this package, please? <laughs> and he was like, um, sure. Is it a, you know, return? And I was like, no, you know, and I showed him because it was in and it's in an Amazon envelope because I had a big one that fit all the stuff. And, um, but at, you know, so it looked like a return. But I was like, no, see, it's just a pre, pre-labeled. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I was like, thank you so much. So, your package is on the way. Um, yeah, and I've already said, told um, Bestie that I would share with her because I do not need four boxes of chocolate, even if one of them is a small pa- package. Yeah, two of them are smaller. The other one is larger. 
But yeah, you definitely no one it's needs that much, no one person needs that much chocolate. Boozy chocolate at that. Boozy chocolate. So at that. I told her she was like, Yay. <laughs> yeah, so for me to you, happy Thanksgiving. Um <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So yes, this group. This man. group. It has me. And again, it's funny to me because like we've had Trader Joe's for so long. It's always mm-hmm. been like a thing. And like some people are just being, you know, introduced to it. And it's just hilarious, like their responses once they like go for the first time. So it's it's like hilarious to me. No, it's a whole lot of fun. And so, and like for me, like you said, like I've been going to Trader Joe's for forever. But forever, um, yeah. I will say it's turned me on the products that I would not have like known are there because I don't because I've been going there forever. Like I get what I get, you know, like I, I have, get what like, I get. Yeah. Like I have my, my routine, standard. my whole list is like, you know, ordered in the same order as the aisles, you know, so I just go up and down mm-hmm. the aisles and like, you know, if it's on my list. So you don't ever discover stuff because I'm always like discovering a new thing and I'll go, oh, what's this? Let me try this. Really, like only Maybe. if it's on like an end cap or like on their special like seasonal display. Like that's that's where I'll like discover things because I'll look at like I'll stop and look there, you know, because it's just like okay, I know that this is like new stuff, you know, or like seasonal things. Um, so I'm a peruser in a grocery store. Mm, I'm not. See, I'm like I'm yeah. in and out, especially now, especially with since, yeah since the pandemic. I'm like I've got my list. I'm targeted, you know, I like this, is, you know, these are the things that I need to get. Boom, boom, boom. I'm, you know, I go up and down the aisles, get everything and I'm in line waiting to check out. So, so yeah, so they've, I've spent more money at Trader Joe's in the last two weeks, probably than I have. <laughs> like in Girl, months. when I, I text you and I was, what did I call them? I called them something. <laughs> these witches. Mm-hmm. Have me spend it. I spent for me like almost a hundred dollars in Trader Joe's, and I never yeah, spent that money in Trader Joe's. And I was like, "Yeah, these witches." And I do. And have I have like a stuff. bunch of stuff. I was like, "Okay, I just need to pace myself. It's my fault." Because like I made a list of all the things that I wanted to like check out that I saw on the page. Like I literally added a section of my shopping list that says things from the Facebook page, and um. <laughs> And so I've been like, you know, and I was like, okay, I, you know, I should have only gotten like the things that were like seasonal and like left the rest to try later, you know? And so, but like, I got like a bunch of the things that I could find all at once. And it was like, yeah, I spent like well over a hundred dollars on like, and like more food than I can eat, like more snacks than I can like go through. So like, that's the thing, like my standard stuff, like my hummus and my other little things, mm-hmm. like they're still sitting there. Cause I bought all this new crap. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Ooh, yes, this, 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 I'm going to eat this, this. And they're like, and what about me? Right. What about us? You know, right. your faithful items. Yeah. So Mm-mm-mm. some stuff is going to. Not get I, some stuff I haven't even opened. I was like, okay, I just you know I bought it. I'm gonna try it, but like it's like you know packaged or whatever, so it's, there's no like it can it can be shelved for a minute. So I put some things aside. You know, I just need to like. But there was some stuff that I like ripped open and ate right away. Like, and can I the, those truffle potato chips, white truffle potato chips, are mm-hmm. amazing and incredibly addicting. And I'm not okay. even a, I'm not a chip person. Like I'm not like one to 
keep chips in the house. I don't have to have chips all the time. Like I'm not like a, I'm not really a salty snacker. If I snack, it's usually, you know, something sweet. So, so yeah, the fact that I like have bought multiple bags, like like I'm on, I have bought three bags and I've gone through like a bag and a half. Um, that's like a lot for me. Um, and they, and you could like, like you'd have to like stop. Like I had to like pour myself some chips in a bowl, put the bag away and then just like <laughs> eat what was in the bowl. Cause if you eat out of the bag, forget it. Like you're just going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. That's how I am with the plantain chips. Like I, mm-hmm. like I got into those and guacamole, oh. which if you don't eat it, it's an amazing combination. Mm-hmm. I had it at a restaurant out here. Um, downtown Atlanta, Alma, mm. and ever since then, I've been like, "Why haven't I done this before?" It's so yummy! It's so good, and so that's my thing. I will get like a little. I get the little, you know, because like I do need to control the guacamole, so I get the little individual size guacamole. But the chips, I'm just like, and I was just like, "Okay, this is a problem." Mm-hmm. It is it's a problem. So yeah, so yeah, Trader Joe's is the best i didn't go this weekend because i was busy so i'm gonna try to go although i have like still some stuff left over from the week because i bought so much stuff so but i know like i'm gonna need more stuff like midweek so i was like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go tomorrow well maybe tomorrow late because they need to restock so yeah no i'm good i went on friday I have everything like through the week like i have what i'm gonna make myself for thanksgiving and all that so I'm good oh go. god yeah i even thought about, i thought about it but i was like i still don't know what i want to do i want a little bit of all the stuff that i eat so that's gonna be interesting i need to figure that out yeah i kind of it's fine i got like a couple of things frozen because like it's just fine that's like whatever i'm gonna make two things a pot roast and the um sweet potato brulee which is delicious what pot roast are you making? Uh, it's br- the Brazilian pot roast from Skinny Face. Oh, you told me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, you know, keeping it keeping it simple. Yeah, I keep saying I want to make ham, but I was like, it'll be better to make turkey. I think turkey's trash, so that's kind of my dilemma. I like turkey, but it's just like one. Like we had actually, it's really nice. Our neighborhood um, did a giveaway, a turkey giveaway uh yesterday Uh um so like i was out i was out looking for the mailman (laughs) and you were the mailman what y'all got going on no it's just yesterday was this whole thing with the mailman looking for with your package i was out doing that and when um and when i went um i ran into a couple different neighbors who were like reminding me like oh hey remember the turkey giveaway if you're gonna get a turkey like they're it's happening now or whatever and i was like oh right and they give i think they had they set it up to where they gave out 250 turkeys um which which is great but i was like i'm not getting a turkey first of all like what am i gonna do with turkey like um Mm -hmm. you know like i was just like that's just like a whole lot i was like as it is I already have like a whole lot of food just kind of waiting to be cooked and made that I, like I said, like I got everything I needed on Friday. Um, So like, I was like, yeah, I don't need, I definitely don't need a whole turkey. I like turkey, but I really only do, I don't like, I obviously like don't love it because I don't ever go out of my way to get it any other time. Like I pretty much only have turkey on Thanksgiving. 
Um, I enjoy it. I think it's tasty. Um, and if someone cooks it, I will have some. But like, I'm not going to go get a turkey. I'm not going to go like even make like a turkey breast. Like, I'm not like making any yeah, effort like, that's to do the only it. thing I could see like a turkey breast, maybe. But I was like, I really don't. I'm at the point where I was like, I might go to the Publix and have them slice off a couple of slices mm. of like dinner cut of the go. turkey breast and do it that way because I was like and maybe the same with ham because I was like I want ham but I was like I don't need ham so I was like I'm trying to be healthy especially if I want all the other little side dishes I enjoy so much so yeah so it's carbapalooza for me that is what I like about Thanksgiving I just want all the side dishes yeah I I do feel like Thanksgiving is strongly side dish driven because there's so many good side dishes like that you know like, mm. the, like the turkey gets all the props and sort of like the the like you know the main billing or whatever but like mine in my family never no? it was never about the turkey Mm-mm. no but I mean like just never like in general turkey. like like you know people make a big deal about like the turkey but like it's like it's the side dishes that like are the show we make turkey so that we can have broth for the dressing. <laughs> nobody care about that turkey. And yeah, nobody care about the turkey. So we have ham. We usually have ham. We usually have fried chicken and some kind of beef and the turkey. Right. Now, if it's a fried turkey, that's a totally different subject or a smoked turkey. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I've ever, I I don't I've ever had a fried, fried turkey. <gasps> I know. That's what everybody's reaction. I know. Just never See? had it. But again, I was gonna say like, you need more black friends, though. I don't. <laughs> that's I promise, that's I promise, not what you need. Black, <laughs> black family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe black family. Yeah. So fried turkey. I remember one. Like we were here in Atlanta, I think, for Thanksgiving. It was like a bunch of us here when I was in college, and my uncle and aunts had. A fried turkey, a smoked turkey, and like a regular roast turkey. When I tell you with them and then like the three college students that were <laughs> oh, wow. we tore those turkeys up. And I was like, I think that might have been the first time I had like fried turkey that was like so good. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah, I didn't know that this was a thing. It's so good. And smoked turkey, like that was delicious too. Yeah, that's good. So not all turkey is trash, but most turkey I just don't care for. I eat it because it's good for me. Yeah, no, I, I do like it's it. Better. It's not like, yeah, I don't, it's not like what I would, like I said, like what I'm making for myself is pot roast because pot roast is delicious. Yeah, pot roast. I made a pot roast this past week, so I'm not going to make a pot roast. Mississippi pot roast, delicious. Okay. Mm. Please talk about nonsense for 30 minutes so okay. you can go. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, let's do this. Um, so yeah, like you said, news, lots of news, lots of news stories, plenty to choose from. Um, I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna try we're gonna end on, I'm just gonna letting you know, we're gonna end on a high note so that the seg segue doesn't have to be quite so uh bitingly hard. Um, which means we're starting from out of Newsweek. Um, This is Dateline yesterday, November 21st. Um, AOC attacks double standard after Kyle Rittenhouse's release. So did you hear Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse Mm -hmm. was um, 
mm -hmm. uh, released on bail. Um, so yeah. re representative again, like, and we I've said this before, like we've quoted, we've done, this is probably our second story on AOC, um, disagree with her on a million things, but every now and then she hits stuff on, uh, on the head. And this is one of those, uh, representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez criticized the double standard within the criminal justice system after accused Rittenhouse was released from jail on Friday. Rittenhouse, a white 17 year old from Illinois, was released from jail after being charged with killing two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin this summer during a Black Lives Matter demonstration pro protesting the police murder of Jacob Blake. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez tweeted on Saturday, does anyone believe Rittenhouse would be released if he were Muslim and did the same thing in a different context? For people who say, quote, systemic racism doesn't exist, this is what it looks like. Protection of white supremacy baked deep into our carceral systems. Law and order, she added, um, law and disorder, sorry. The New York representative also criticized those who oppose police reforms out of fear that, quote, violent people will let, be let out of jail to roam free by stating that the current criminal system does, does just that, right? Because I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess who's roaming free right now? Um, Rittenhouse posted $2 million in bail on Friday Largely, and this is the grossest donations. Part of this, yeah, largely with the help of conservative donors viewing the teenager as a quote patriot who acted out of self defense. How, how about you weren't even home or in your home state or anywhere where you were supposed to be and no one was attacking you? So, that uh, under what circumstances was that self defense? Um, right. you actively went out to you went put yourself. Out in the looking situation. for trouble that you literally went out looking for trouble found it mm -hmm. um and acted on it um among the contributors were the my pillow ceo mike lindell and random conservative actor ricky schroeder what the hell um <laughs> ricky schroeder silver spoons silver spoons ricky schroeder is in a photograph with uh kyle rittenhouse and his attorney, I think, on the other side with, like, big smiles. Um, and What's up with him and Scott Bale and all, like, my childhood favorites? This is so disappointing. Yeah, Ricky Schroeder has lost his damn mind. On Friday, Rittenhouse's attorney, Lynn Wood, thanked them both by name. Um, he tweeted, Kyle Rittenhouse is out of jail. God bless all, in all caps, all who donated to help Hashtag fight back. Raise requ required two million cash bail. Special thanks to actor Ricky Schroeder and Mike Lindell. I mean, will we really call him a actor? I mean, he hasn't really been anything. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, for putting okay, this over the top. Yeah, apparently he's got like money to spare. Uh, Rittenhouse oh, was captured God. on video shooting three people during the August demonstration in Kenosha ultimately killing two and was charged with first degree intentional homicide, attempted homicide, reckless homicide, recklessly endangering safety and illegal possession of a firearm. The teenagers released from jail Friday sparked outrage across social media from Democrats who believe that the criminal justice system works to unfairly protect white individuals. Um, and then, so the article goes on just to talk more about this, the different reactions or whatever. I was looking on Twitter and 
Bernice King, daughter of Martin Luther King, uh, retweeted uh, the following tweet from this Florida uh, Congressman, Representative Anthony Sabatini, who in all caps tweeted, Kyle Rittenhouse for Congress. So Bernice King retweeted this and said, so inhumane, so dangerous, so irresponsible, so racist. Um, which, so to the point. So to the point. Like, it's just, what? Mm. Who, like, and like, you're an elected official. Who, I, I don't understand. And well, then, I mean, like, well, look at the commander, the president. So, right. like, there's no litmus test for, like, there's no it's just yeah. everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. Everything is just wrong. These are the people who, um, the, these are the like you know the half of the country that support Trump. Um, then Frederick Joseph. Uh, this this is a retweet uh, retweet from by uh, Ibram X Kendi, um, whose comment is this is the American criminal justice system in a nutshell. And so he retweets Frederick Joseph's tweet, which says, um, has a picture of Khalif Router and next to a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse. And he says, Khalif Router died by suicide after facing traumas in jail as he was held without trial for three years for allegedly stealing a mm -hmm. backpack. He spent two years in solitary confinement. I'm just going to say that again. Three years mm -hmm. for allegedly stealing a backpack. And mm -hmm. he was put in solitary confinement for two years. And based on the trauma of the time that he spent in prison for no reason, he committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse murdered two men and people rallied to help him making a $2 million bail. Um, and so, yeah, it is it is the criminal justice system in a nutshell. Um, and 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 to boot, you have people like this idiot in Florida, um, like making this guy a hero. Um, and it's I, I, I just don't have words like I don't I, I can't begin to like really express like how absolutely insane that is that you like it's one thing to have like these whatever like random militia group types like you know in their like back houses off road whatever but like you have an actual member of congress um just in just you know just tweeting in all caps that this is like this is some sort of like folkloric hero that we should all like that should be somehow lifted up and rallied behind it's mind-blowing it's mm -hmm. it's beyond it's beyond the pale um so so yeah so this so Rittenhouse is just out on two million dollars bail um and I have I have no I, I, I don't know that we can I can't call it y'all <laughs> it's just so insane this world that we're living in um, which leads us to only further insanity. Um, this is out of Reuters, also Dateline yesterday, November 21st, by Jan Wolf and Andy Sullivan. Headline, Trump bid to overturn election stumbles as judge tosses Pennsylvania lawsuit. Um, so 
Out of Washington, President Donald Trump faced a new setback on Saturday in his desperate bid to overturn the U.S. election as a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit filed by his campaign that sought to throw out millions of mail-in votes in Pennsylvania. Um, and can I just say, I take a little bit of issue with the way some of this is being reported, because this is the, this, one of the, like, either the second or third thing where I've seen it placed as, like, a setback or, like, um, you know, just the wording. Because I just feel like a, a setback makes it sound like he's, like, doing something that's, like, worthwhile. Or like, yeah, like, you know like, I mean? like there's going to be a different outcome than... Yeah. Right. It legitimizes it. Like, it's like, okay, like I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, morbidly obese and I'm like trying to lose weight and I have like a setback, you know, like that's like a setback. Like I like do something, you know, like have like, you know, a weekend where I just like decide I'm going to eat whatever I want. I have a setback. That's a setback. Like if you're out just like doing stupid shit that you're not supposed to do and it's like completely baseless and has like no rhyme or reason to it. And you're only like doing it because you're such a like egomaniac and a narcissist that you like can't help yourself and you just can't concede that you freaking didn't win the damn election. That's like whatever you do to like counter that, like it, there's got to be like another word for it. Like it's not it's like you're because you're, you're it's not a setback. It's it's what should happen when you're doing stuff that's completely futile. So like whatever the mm. word is for that, like that's what they should be calling it. Um, so anyway, I digress. Um, U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Brand ruled that Trump's campaign had failed to demonstrate there had been widespread voting fraud in the November 3rd election, which Trump lost to Democrat Joe Biden. This court has been presented with strained legal arguments without merit and speculative accusations, Brand wrote. Brand then added, Quote, he has no authority to take away the right to vote of even a single person, let alone millions of citizens. So the lawsuit spearheaded by Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, I'm still the same racist I was like in the 80s, Giuliani, mm -hmm. sought to stop officials from certifying Biden's victory in the state, arguing that some counties wrongly allowed voters to fix errors on their mail ballots. Giuliani did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro on Twitter said the following about the ruling. I've been telling everyone who will listen, these suits are baseless. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's just, what else is there to say about them? Lost you can't like file a suit and go, oh, we'll find evidence later. No, you can't do that. Right. It's you and you have and like and you don't have evidence because there is none because nothing happened like nothing went wrong um the lawsuit is one of this lawsuit is one of dozens filed by trump and his republican allies in the aftermath of the election they are also seeking to invalidate or change the results through recounts and direct pressure on lawmakers in several states the campaign has not provided evidence for its claims of widespread and coordinated electoral fraud. In Michigan, Republicans on Saturday asked state authorities to wait to certify Biden's victory for 14 days to allow for an audit of ballots in Wayne County. Now, who lives in Wayne County, Kristen? Mm -hmm. Black people, I'm assuming. Yes. 
because blacks, mm -hmm. black people are the majority of the people in Detroit, and Detroit is in Wayne County. The letter okay. cited. I know that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. uh, the city of Detroit, which we all know is a predominantly mm -hmm. black city, um, is in Wayne County. Uh, okay. the, the letter cited allegations of irregularities that have not been substantiated. Biden won 154,000 more votes than Trump in Michigan. That effort faces long odds. A spokesperson, a spokesperson for Michigan's top election authority said state law does not allow for audits before the vote is certified, which is due to take place on Monday. That's tomorrow or today if you're listening on Monday. Um, allegations of widespread fraud have been found to be baseless, the spokesperson said. Two leading Republican Michigan lawmakers who came to Washington at Trump's behest said after meeting him on Friday that they had no information that would change the outcome of the election in the state. And in Wisconsin, an official said that poorly trained observers for the Trump campaign were slowing a partial recount by challenging every ballot and raising other objections. Observers are disruptive. They are asking question after question, telling the tabulators to stop, stop what they're doing. And that is out of line and it's not acceptable, said Milwaukee County Clerk George Christensen. Um, a manual recount and audit in Georgia confirmed Biden on Friday as the winner in the southern state, the first Democratic presidential candidate to win Georgia in nearly three decades. The Trump campaign now has two business days to request a recount in Georgia, which, by the way, they've already done. Yeah, um, a hand count. A hand right. recount. But the, the they just had a manual State. recount. It would be the second yeah. manual recount. It's, yeah, so, like, what? And I was like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it's a Republican governor. The Secretary of State is a Trump supporter. Yeah. I don't, it's, and it's honestly like, okay, so you want us to recount it because like okay one two <laughs> like let's do this again like I, numbers you know, like, are numbers numbers are numbers like unless we're like you want me to skip count like what do you want me to do differently the third time that we count it you idiot um <sighs> trump's accusations continue to inflame his hardcore republican base Hundreds of supporters gathered at the State House in Atlanta on Saturday with video posted online showing speakers denouncing the media for calling Biden the election winner, as well as state Republican leaders for certifying the results. I mean, it's it's really crazy because you're like out here protesting just everybody, right? Like it's it's you, you all, all whoever you all are against the world, apparently against your own like leadership like <laughs> oh yeah i saw that like the republican they're traitors like they're just mad at everybody so i was talking to one of our friends today and she was saying that um she showed me part of the video like they were talking about mitt romney and all the republican traitors and how they weren't gonna vote in the runoff i was like please don't thank you like yeah. do not vote we would Great. appreciate that yeah sounds good sounds good sounds good that's, that's what a way to get back at us get Bet. back at them yeah, Bet. do that. Do that. Um, so yeah, so <sighs> police in Riot Gear were deployed to separate separate to separate them from counter count counter protesters who gathered nearby. And then finally, the General Services Administration, which is run by a Trump appointee, has not recognized Biden's victory, preventing his team from gaining access to government office space, 
and funding normally provided to an incoming administration ahead of the inauguration day on January 20th. Critics say the delay and Trump's refusal to concede have serious implications for national security and the fight against the coronavirus, which has killed nearly 255,000 Americans to date. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, it's, it's nuts. And then, like, um, did you see the thing on... Um, there was... Um, on Fox News, they were reporting that stupid, this was like last week, but it was, it's all related in terms of these like uh, MAGA protesters. They had that million, they called it the million MAGA march. I doubt that there was actually. I'm like, yeah, they're there. so, so creative too. Yeah, so creative. Um, and the Fox News anchor, he was like, they're like live reporting from it and they were doing this sort of like, you know, um, side by side, like they're talking to like, one guy about like Trump supporters holding this rally in Washington and in the split screen, they're like live showing the rally. And then you have the guy who's actually like at the, like, you know, the anchor, you know, um, at the Fox news studios, like, you know, running the whole thing. And as he's talking to this guy, the camera goes across this sign that says, um, Oh my gosh, where is it? I have it right here. Um, The, um, he, he's okay so it's fox anchor eric sean and it says he's he was somewhat shaken as he responds to his show's live b-roll of today's maga's rally maga rally in dc he says we just saw a very disturbing sign it said coming for blacks and indians first welcome to the new world order and it was like you watch the like you watch the like replay of that and like yeah the poor anchor guy is just like wait like he's trying to hold this interview about like what's happening in Washington DC. They're playing the like live feed on the split screen and he like you see his him like visibly pale as he like reads the sign that like goes past the live camera. It was it was oh. bizarre. But yeah, a sign that says coming for Indians and blacks first welcome to the new world order. So friends yeah. That is that is who Trump supporters are. That is this like bizarre base that he um, just in, like like the article says in flames, and he's just continuing to fan those flames with this whole just this whole show, this this stupid little sideshow series of sideshows in all these states that he lost, legitimately lost. And the fact that it, he's coming after these all these counties that are predominantly black voters, and and it's and no and like you know and it's like it's so stupid. Like even in Georgia, it's sort of like so you're saying it was rigged, but they didn't just go ahead and rig the senate senate seats too. And that's my thing. I was like, maybe that's how y'all would have done it. Y'all are not smart, but if we were going to rig the election, we knew the importance of those two seats as well. So we would have rigged all of that. Right. Because that makes sense. Because that's the president is very important, as we saw. Because, you know, a um, long yeah. time ago, I used to go, well, you know, it really doesn't matter who the president is because, you know, the president, you know, kind of just maintains the status quo. And with this, I saw how important yeah. the president is because literally before like it hasn't mattered as much like it yeah. matters but like it's not 
you could get by with you know a mediocre president but oh my god no it's yeah we've all learned Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all learned a very hard lesson these last four years, and prayerfully, it's that means it's something that we will be very conscientious about not repeating. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's so absurd, like the just uh, the and the and the fact that you don't have every, any evidence, and the fact that you keep losing lawsuit after lawsuit because there's nothing that's sustainable in a court of law, like, and the fact that this GSA, like now the. Um, just just the who is horrible it? yeah the um i think the house um has put out a like they've sent a letter to the gsa like it's called a demand letter i want to say um mm-hmm. and basically saying like do your job I th- her name is molly something because there's a hashtag like molly do your job mm. or something like that um yeah and i just just can't believe it your job like it's like you you are not like yes he appointed you to this position but like you're 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 not actually allowed to be his puppet like you have to do your job now like all these places are getting ready to certify the the results and you need to go ahead and like you know like it's something like since like um i don't know since like 18 something that the ap has been in the business of um, calling calling the, the electoral votes for each of the states or whatever, they've never been wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, and based on the calling of the electoral votes, then, like, you know, the GSA, like, goes into action and, like, starts helping out with the transition of power. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. So, like, they need to do their job. Like, the election has been called. He has lost. All this other stuff is just uh, is just show, and it's it's mm-hmm. pathetic, and it's stupid, and it's bad for our democracy, um, and and he's he's just a moron, and we just need this to be over. Like we just need to get mm-hmm. to January twentieth. Um, and now today, I saw another article where um, what's her face, his, his little blonde, um, uh, the new little blonde girl that they've got up there. Oh gosh, yeah, Kaylee. Kaylee. The press there is press secretary. secretary. Yeah, she trounced out there um, for uh, for her part of this dog and pony show today, and with the nerve to claim that he didn't, that the Trump administration did not get a fair and easy transition of power back in 2016, 2017, which is a lie, a lie, like it's completely unfounded. And but they're just like all of, like they're literally they're just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Um, and it's like yeah, you saw and Michelle Obama even like tweeted, a, you know, yes. made a post about like what she did and then and not wanting to like even though I did not want to the things that this man said about my husband and mm-hmm. our family mm-hmm. I she gave them a gift you know like she you know did all the little things no what's it called gave her a gift but she did all the things she was supposed to do and yeah like no no that's just not true so just stop it just it's stop all it's just, it's just all they're all just they don't know how to not lie um, and it's 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 old and it's tired and it, it just needs to be over. Um, okay, my final story. I said I was going to end on a high. It's not going to seem like a high at first, but I'm getting there. Um, uh-huh. So um, here in LA County, we are getting ready to be shut down all over again. Um, we have already uh-huh. gotten like 
scaled back considerably, and not just LA County, the entire state of California, 41 counties are now what they're calling in the purple, uh, mm-hmm. what it, which is, I don't know why they changed the colors, because I was like, can we just call it red, because red is like normally like the worst, but like red is, mm-hmm. purple is the worst, and like red is the next one under, I'll never understand why they did that, but anyway, mm-hmm. we're all, like 41. 41- we, we all went to school, we know red is the worst. Red, can we just That's stick with red know. is the worst, because like purple mm-hmm. is, is kind of random and neutral. Um, mm-hmm. anyway. I like purple's good. Like okay. purple's fine. Um, purple's so not the danger zone. It really isn't. So why red? I, because and then they included mm. red in the scale. I have so many issues. Anyway, um, mm. the entire state is purple for the most part, like with the exception of like, like maybe like four random counties that are like basically like Yosemite Park. <laughs> you know, like I was like, okay, yeah, the national park is fine. Like they're fine. They're like in the yellow or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, so. We're getting ready to shut down all over again, going back to like um, basically April, May level shutdown, at least for the next three weeks is what they're saying. Um, so back to only takeout and delivery at restaurants and all of that. So, um, but in relation, and that's across the country. I mean, everyone in especially in Midwestern states, are beginning to see huge upticks in their COVID uh, Mm -hmm. cases. Um, So the pandemic is just very far from over. We have Thanksgiving coming up this week, and it's going to be, I think, just incredibly, if if people listen (laughs) and stop being... I I have a feeling that they're not, because I was on a Zoom call and I heard someone say that she was going to two clients' houses and her family's house for Thanksgiving. No. And I was like, no. No, why would, no. Three different houses? Like, you're not really even supposed Mm -hmm. to, I I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Your family's house, but then you're going to go over to two other additional people's home. Yeah, you're just just like, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just spreading the love, I guess. I don't get it. But here's the good news. Uh, and I, this headline caught my eye. It was out of uh, the Today Show uh, feed. And it says, Dolly Parton on help, helping to fund the coronavirus vaccine. Um, hope could be on the horizon in the search for an effective COVID-19 vaccine, thanks to countless researchers, epidemiologists, immunologists, and Dolly Parton. On Monday, just, <laughs> just one week after Pfizer announced promising results, um, in its phase three vaccine trials, biotech company Moderna revealed that early results show its own vaccine is 94.5% effective at preventing infection. So what does that have to do with the Jolene singer? The queen of country music is also a philanthropist. In 2016, mm-hmm. her Dollywood Foundation donated 1000 per month to families impacted by wildfires in Tennessee, and those payments continued for six months. In 1995, she founded Dolly Parton's, excuse me, Imagination Library, a literacy program that donated more than 100 million children's books. Mm-hmm, I remember that. <clears throat> right? And then earlier this year, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier this year, um, she was behind another generous act donating a million to battle coronavirus. Excuse me, and it's paying off now. Uh, Parton, Parton said during a Tuesday visit to today, that's what I, 
um, that's what I understand this morning. I'm just happy that anything I do can help somebody else. And when I donated the money to the COVID fund, I just wanted it to do good. Evidently it is. Let's just hope we find a cure real soon. Part Parton first announced her donation in Instagram on, in April. She said, she wrote, uh, my longtime friend, Dr. Naji Abumrad, who's been involved in research at Vanderbilt for many years, informed me that they were making some exciting advancements towards research of the coronavirus for a cure. I am making a donation of a million dollars to Vanderbilt to, towards that research and to encourage people that can afford it to make donations. The official preliminary report on the Moderna vaccine now credits the Dolly Parton COVID-19 Research Fund, as well as a number of other organizations as a support. But tongue-in-cheek messages from her faithful fans on social media give her a bit more credit than that, joking instead that the singer-songwriter, author-actor who seems to be able to do anything has actually, quote, cured coronavirus now. Um, uh, Amy Vanderpool at who on Instagram is at girls really rule wrote Dolly Parton established a $1 million research fund through Vanderbilt medical center, a key player in the Moderna trials. In my book, the latest announcement of Moderna's 94.5% effective vaccine essentially means at Dolly Parton cured coronavirus. Then uh, Jonathan Katz um, wrote, why are we not discussing the fact that the vaccine with the good news this morning was partly funded by Dolly Parton? And then he writes, mm -hmm to the tune of Jolene, vaccine, 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 <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> uh, and then um, Kev, Kevidently uh, on, on Twitter wrote, I want everyone to know that Dolly Parton gave us Buffy the TV series, the song 9 to 5, Dollywood, and of course, the COVID vaccine. Uh, so... Um, Last month, Parton released her first Christmas album in 30 years, A Holly Dolly Christmas. On Tuesday, the entertainer's latest book, Dolly Parton's song teller, My Life in Lyrics, dropped. And on November 22nd, fans can catch her in the new Netflix film, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. As she mentioned during another spot on today on the Today Tuesday show, I've got to be busy to be creative. So oh, that I was the her. sort of, yeah, she's great. Um, so, yes, the pandemic is still surging and going full force, but um, based on a lot of this research and all, all these things that are, are are getting put out there, hopefully there are vaccines um, on the way, you know, to the rescue, I should say. Um, so, yeah, um, that is all that is newsworthy, friends. It's a lot of stuff. Mm hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, so I will keep it where I keep it. So the <laughs> wait, the see, I'm forgetting my own sections. So the viral box. Today, yes. Um, it's just a little something that I saw from Kevin Hart. So I don't know if everyone's aware or not. But Kevin Hart, I saw it and just went right past it has a new comedy special that just came out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to that man. But, you know, as what happens with me, Kevin Hart is involved, people have a lot to say. Sure. So one guy who, Tariq Nasheed, who is one of those um, Hotep folks, I'm not a big fan of, but, you know, he wrote, I like Kevin Hart, real cool guy. 
but his new Netflix stand-up special, hashtag zero. Um, I don't know what else was said. I guess that's it. Um, I guess he's saying that he's not funny. Um, someone else was like, are we tired of pretending that Kevin Hart is funny? Blah, blah, blah. So Kevin Hart oh, wow. responds. Um, and I I feel like he gets a little too in his feelings, but okay, he's a little big. He man. does. <laughs> he's got he's got that little man complex. Little man complex, yeah, yeah, lollipop gill complex. So <laughs> he said again. I t- you know like don't get mad. Like just stand on your wallet, and you're as tall as any man. <laughs> right. You know Seriously. you're fine, sir. Like get over yourself. So like like not get over yourself, but like just don't get so mad. So he responded. Please re- remind me why your feedback should matter again. I think I've done pretty well for myself by doing this comedy that's not funny. Good luck to you and whatever it is that you do, though. Power to the people. So, again, my thing is, I, I, I find Kevin Hart funny sometimes. I don't think everything mm-hmm. he does is funny. Right. But, like, sometimes, like, he'll say, I think he's funny. Like, his stand-up is funnier than I think he is like natural because there's some comedians who just like are naturally funny like they can right. just be talking and they're super funny like I don't think that's him but I think yeah. he's funny like in his stand-up like his stand-up is funny like he has some bits that I like still to this day like crack up about right but yeah like dude why you're winning clearly why do you need to respond right and it's comedy some people are not gonna like you some people are not gonna think you funny I know it's crazy. There are people out there who don't think Dave Chappelle is funny. I think Dave Chappelle is hilarious. But it's right. not everyone's cup of tea. Everyone doesn't have to like you, dude. You There right. are like so many more people out there who probably don't like you than like you, even though you're super, super successful. And again, you have enough money to be okay with that. Right. Like, I need you to be okay with that. That's Everyone's not going to be a fan. Yeah, just I've let it lie. That. I'm not famous. Yeah, like let I'm it like, lie. If you don't like me, don't join my fan club. It's no. so simple. I am it's not so everyone's easy. cup of tea. I am, and I understand that. Yeah, and I was like, I, if, yeah, go ahead. No, and I just think that, like, especially in comedy, like you have to have a thick skin. Like, com- like stand up comedy is the yeah. hardest. It's the hardest thing to do. Uh, in terms of the industry like I feel like period it's the hardest thing to do Um, because you are like immediately judged immediate like you know it's like real-time feedback on whether this is working or not you know whether we like it or not it's it's just like it's so hard you have to have like the right delivery the right timing the proper phrasing like it is really an art form I've said that about comedy in general but Mm -hmm. especially stand-up comedy and you have oh to have gosh. a thick skin. Like you have to, like you can't. Like it's it'll it'll wear mm-hmm. you out. It will wear you yeah. out. So I'm like, dude, like, don't respond to this kind of stuff. But I, you know, you're human. I guess you, you know, kind of get caught up in stuff. But I'm like, dude, you won. Like, why are you so why why are you mad, boy? Why are you mad? Just let okay. it lie. It's so Let's dumb. Let it- so okay so yeah that was the thing I just that just struck me as like oh gosh mm-hmm. okay so wait tell me everything so uh-huh. the big thing yeah. apparently in Atlanta that happened this week on Thursday was the verses between Jeezy and Gucci oh yeah and I was like I don't know who these people are 
<laughs> and I told you, like, I know who they are. I, I, if you show me a picture of them, I could tell you who they are. But ask me about any of their music, and I could not Mm-mm. tell you anything. So I think Gucci has a song about the ice cream man. I don't know. I don't know. That might be somebody else. I don't know. I know he's have like <laughs> an ice cream cone on his face. So, girl, I don't know, know. but I know that everybody, because I'm in Atlanta, everybody in Atlanta, up and down my timeline, that was all that they were talking about. It caused, like, a lot of controversy because I tell you, like, one of Jeezy, like, apparently put a hit out on Gucci some time ago, but Gucci ended up, or his people ended up killing that person who was Jeezy's best friend. Yeah, so again, I'm learning all this on um, Facebook because I'm like, I don't, and um, Instagram's like, I don't know anything about these two. Like like Mm -hmm. I said, I know who their like significant others are more than I know anything about them because like that's the celebrity gossip that I'm involved in. But yeah, but there is a whole, you know, like they're like, they kind of got a little heated I think they had the verses in Magic City, which is, you know, the famous Magic City. Um, what, is the fam- <laughs> what is the famous Magic City? Oh, my God. Magic City is a famous strip club. <laughs> what? In Atlanta. Oh. It, it, it is famous. Like, literally. Famous every... because people, the people that frequent it? The people who freak, like, okay, I could send you an article about the history of magic city (laughs) and like the guy who owned it like originally i don't think i think he owns it again i can't remember but how he made it like a destination when people came to atlanta like he like had it where like he would attract like um nba players and like um athletes other athletes and celebrities so like Hmm. everyone who was anyone has been to magic city like it's it's like a more of a destination for you know whatever and it's like yeah it's like yeah it's like a famous the most famous strip club in atlanta and it's like one of the more famous strip clubs in the country so yes magic city so um (laughs) all of that to say that was you know that was like a legendary atlanta thing to do is to have it in magic city um and yeah, it was just I think Stacey Abram made an appearance because they always have somebody at the beginning, like kind of like a to add some levity before the nonsense starts. So um <laughs> I so would think she, Stacey Abrams would add gravi- gravitas, not levity. <laughs> well, gravitas, yes. So let's say that. But um they um she was there because like she's from Atlanta or no, she's not from Atlanta. But she, I think she's some, she's from some southern. I think she's a Mississippi. I can't remember. Let me stop saying wrong places where she's from. <laughs> stop, so. stop naming southern states. <laughs> I mean Alabama. I mean I don't know. <laughs> like, I knew this. I did know like where she was from. Like that's your that's your girl, your fellow uh, Spelmanite. Yeah, but she's been here for so long. So I'm just like, oh my oh. gosh. So they said she was born in Madison, but like she grew up somewhere else. She grew up somewhere in the South, Mississippi. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So I was like, it's one of those things like, oh no, no, Mississippi. No, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, but she's been in the South a long time. So, oh yeah. So, girl, I was like, I felt real old because people were talking about that. I was like, okay, well, let me go and just be a 40-something-year-old middle-aged lady and go put my (laughs) pot roast on, put my soft pants on. And uh, drink me a glass of Chablis because that's how I felt. They made me feel real old. Right. That's fine. They made me feel real. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. Like I said, my soft pants and my pot roast and my my wine. Mm -hmm. So that's how I spent my evening. So it was just funny, girl. So I was like, you know, whoever won, you know, I don't know. Like they're, who cares? Um, The next thing, um, Michael B. Jordan was named the sexiest man alive by People Magazine. Yes. And I have to say, what a way to come back, People Magazine, after your atrocious pick last year. Who was last year? John Legend. Oh, that's right. You were really upset about that. Oh, really? He's I mean, fine. I don't think you know, like he's fine. not like he's not, not like fine, fine. but no, like he's just he's, fine. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah. I'm not calling this man ugly. Like I'm not doing any of those things. But no, he's, he's not unattractive. Not he's not. Yeah, he's just sort of. Ugh, yeah. He just exists. He's that. He's not my cup of tea. Let's just say that. That's and I feel hilarious. the sexiest man alive needs to be like a lot of people's cup of tea. Like, cause there are Probably. some people who are like. You see them, you go, oh, I like this about because I there's some people that like are unconventionally whatever, and I I I like love them, and they're mm-hmm. you know they're people who are like not classically you know attractive, but they have like a swagger where you're just like oh yeah, and then they're just people who are just like across the board pretty much everyone's like oh yeah they're they're a very attractive person. Mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Legend just doesn't hit any of those categories <laughs> for me. So I was just like, I don't get it. But okay. Yeah, but the thing is, people's sexiest man alive is not actually the sexiest man alive. It's whoever No, it's was, the marketing. It's your, the marketing your PR people. Your PR yeah. people, whoever's publicity person did the best job. That's actually what the prize is. It's like the prize should actually yeah. go to the PR person. <laughs> who really got uh, that, let me tell you, got their John Legend's through. PR person needed a raise like you needed to get a raise because that was like I was not expecting that yeah like if it was really a contest like a real actual sort of like you know what the the people like think of like who's the sexiest man alive like then they'd always nail it because you have like more than enough people to like celebrity wise to like go through and Mm -hmm. like not have to ever repeat yourself like right like there's Mm -hmm. a million you know so um, so yeah, so it's just a big PR stunt. Um, so like, but you know, kudos to Michael B. Jordan. Like, at least he like comes very close. Oh my God, yes, he's very. He's one of the ones where I'm just like, I feel bad because you're super young, um, but mm-hmm. you're you're very good looking young man. Okay, it's like you're very good looking young man. He is. Yeah. He is that. Okay. Well, good um, yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Your <laughs> mother must be very proud. Um, so the next thing is just okay, I'm ending on a kind of a downer. Okay. And I usually try not to do it this way, but um Bobby Brown Jr. passed away on Wednesday. Oh he I didn't was found yeah, he was found in his home 
Um, it was later reported, you know, afterwards, they're still doing an investigation that he was experiencing flu-like symptoms. Um, so, oh. yeah, so this is um, the second child Bobby Brown has lost. He, of course, lost Bobby Christina in at the age of 22 into 2015. Right. So, yeah, so initially when it happened, people were saying that they thought, you know, su- assumed it was suicide. Uh-huh. Um, but they were saying, like, there's some other illness. So they're still, you know... Um, you know, investigating and just like Bobby Brown, good grief. You know, this is horrible mm. to lose two children in like five years. That's like, crazy. So. And how many, mm. how, how many kids does he have? I think he may have three with his new wife. Uh-huh. And I know he has at least another daughter. Cause I remember on that TV show with Whitney Houston, it was like that this little, this boy, Bobby Brown Jr. was on it. He had another daughter and then Bobby Christina so I think they're three and I, I don't know if he has another one or not outside of those three but then I think he has two or three with his um new wife so yeah but they're all pretty small oh yeah. wow that's crazy mm-hmm. now what's Bobby Brown Jr. who's his mom um, I think that I think him and the oldest daughter have the same mom, so it's not okay. you know of course we know it's not Whitney, but it was um, a previous relationship. Got it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, I'm sad. Okay, so he has. I just looked. He has seven. He had seven children. Good lord. So I had I had three and. I had six, so there's another son, another kid somewhere. Yeah. Wow, that's a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, that's very sad. Sorry for the yeah. family. Yeah, that's that's like wow. So hmm. yeah, so there's something else that happened, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. The Will's the Fresh Prince 30th anniversary happened. Oh, and yeah. the interview with uh, Viv, Viv, the the okay. only uh, Viv we recognize, um, did have a chance to watch that, but apparently, it was good. Yeah, I've seen good things about it. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list of things to watch. There's just too many th- good things to watch. I, you and I talked about The Crown already. Um, oh my gosh, guys! Yeah, we're not going to rehash our crown conversation, but it but, was terrific. Oh my god, the crown was so good. Um, season four. Um, yes, Jillian Anderson and her Margaret Thatcher. Amazing. She's going to win something. She has to. She, she really has, has to. to. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, are there other people I want to win stuff, but. I think yeah. she got this one, y'all. I think she got this one. Mm-hmm. And the choice for Diana, that was great. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, just in terms of this, the whole storyline this year, I mean, this season, I was just really peeved because we all know how the story ends. And yeah. Camilla and Charles get exactly what they want. And this poor woman is dead. So it just drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Like, just looking at the out, you know, how this whole, whole story yeah, the outvoted. Like yeah. I was just like, this sucks. It really, it really does. does. It really does. Like you walk away from season four just loathing Prince Charles. Um, like he was, and like it. 
it's interesting to just how much because we've seen them develop his character all along so you like mm-hmm. actually like you kind of leave season three with like feeling like sorry for him sympathy sympathy like, yeah very, like like yeah like very like much like empathizing with his situation and like yeah. his you know um just kind of the fact that he doesn't have a whole lot of like you know like him and his dad have a very strained relationship he's um you know like he just like he's 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 at in conflict with his mom all the time because of the whole because of the crown because of like you know the fact that he's going to be the heir to the throne and and all that that comes with so you walk away from it like feeling bad for him and then season four comes around and man yeah that all goes right out the window (laughs) yeah because he takes all of that at least the way it's portrayed he takes all of that and kind of just casts it completely onto diana um and it's really really crappy like it's really sucks um she was better than me because i was like what you're not gonna do is tell me that your your mistress is mad that i'm amazing right you know how little i care about that right yeah i mean so much of it was like just so much of his like um his his reactions to what was happening or what Diana was doing was so fueled by his uh, passion for Camilla that it was just like, dude, like you don't get to be upset about these things. Like you, like this is, you know, like you, you can't like advocate for your mistress to your wife. Like that's not a thing. Um, It's bad enough that like that she's there and so much there. And like I told you yesterday, I'm still like in awe of how much she they were never not together. Because mm-hmm. I was always under the impression that um, you know, that he that there was a time in the marriage to Diana where they were actually like where he was actually loyal. But it that's based on the p- portrayal, that's not true at all. Like it's just he she was always, always with Camilla. She was always in the background. Um, he had a mistress from Go. And mm-hmm. that never changed. Um, so that's crazy. Like, that's just crazy to think about. Um, so, yeah. So, so well done. It's just so good. Um, and I, I just enjoyed just every episode. And I'm like, I want to rewatch it because I definitely like sped through it because I was just like, okay, what's mm-hmm. going to happen next? Okay. I need, you know, I was just like binging my way through it, like wanting to like take it all in. Um, so yeah, really good. Oh, I want to promote um this uh documentary that I watched and it's on let me get I'm pretty sure it's uh on Amazon Prime and it's called um A Most Beautiful Thing. Mm-hmm. A- and it's uh narrated by Common and put out by his production company along with um Oh, who's the other person on it? Um, but it's um, it's a documentary on the first black uh, rowing team, oh. and it's so good. It's so so good. It's like it literally like had me in tears by the end of it. It's so well done. Um, and so it's and it's these um, it's this on the um, east side of Chicago, this high school um, where like back in the eighties. 
uh, this uh, group of um, this one, this actually this, these two coaches like basically show up and want to like offer the opportunity to teach rowing and like, like, and like have like a team compete out of this high school. Um, that's like, you know, in the middle of this, like really bad neighborhood and all of this or whatever. And it's about the five or like, it's like, it's primarily about like the five, six guys who like are like the most involved and just kind of like how that all happened, what, what took place with their team and like where they are now and how mm-hmm. like participating in that changed their lives. Like, mm-hmm. so it's really good. It's really, really good. So I really highly recommend it. It's one of these things that is being affected by the pandemic in terms of it was supposed to have like a big theater release. Like it did really well at mm. like the, at the film festivals, you know, <laughs> like, so there was a lot, there was like a lot of like energy behind it. And now of course, like theaters are like have been closed, you know, so it's being released, you know, on, on places like Amazon and stuff like that. So um, yeah. highly recommend it. Really, really liked it. Um, and the other thing that I saw was um, the uh, Pete Sousa documentary, um, the photographer for Obama and Reagan. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, And that one's actually available to rent. You can rent it for like, I think it was like $5.99 um, on various platforms. It's on Prime. It's on um, Google View or whatever. Um, and... Um, it's called the way I see it. And it's also mm-hmm. really, really good. Like his photography is, is gorgeous. Like he's so talented and he talks about his time. It's mostly about his time with the Obamas, but he definitely spends like a good chunk of it talking about his time with the Reagans as well. And mm-hmm. like how, how he, it's really like a great, like to me, like I walked away with his, him being just like, like really hitting home this message of like how much character counts in the president in the office of the president and Mm. how he watched that play out both for Reagan and for Obama. He's, and he even said, he was like, even though like he had like his own like political differences with president Reagan, he, you know, spent a ton of, you know, he spent all this time with him, you know, behind the scenes and like trying to like, basically like capture for like for history um, the same way that he did with Obama like capture like historically in photographs like what was happening and like the great appreciation that he had for the way each of them held the office and like mm-hmm. the integrity of the office and the um, the you know the their you know and how like he really like just you know in his own way like kind of drew parallels between the two you know just how like what like they both valued how much they both love their wives, how much they both mm. had strong marriages, how much they valued like their children and like, you know, like um, it, just all these things, like how they treated people, you know? Um, and so he talks about all of that and like, and that becomes the basis for how he ends up um, essentially becoming like this Instagram um, sensation in the way that he uh, started to respond to Trump's, um, actions in office uh, through oh. by way of like reposting old photographs um, from the Obama era primarily um, and he said he's like I'm not he's like I'm still he's like he's like people think I'm political now because I've been responding to Trump but he's like I'm he's like it's really not 
again, like it wasn't about the politics. Like I didn't agree with Reagan either, but I would have never, he's like, I wouldn't have done this with any other president except for he's selling the office of the president. Mm -hmm. And I know what it looks like for it to be respected and honored. And this isn't it. And so it's mm. just so good. Like, it's so, so good. He's terrific. Um, and his, his artwork in terms of his, uh, his, his artistry in terms of his photography is amazing. So the whole thing is, um, is really, like, I highly, highly recommend as well. So the way I see it and a most beautiful thing. Those are my two film recs for the week. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's get personal. Okay, briefly. Briefly. Um, well, I think we. I wanted to do like a thankfulness thing. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So I thought we would just, I would just highlight some of the things that I'm thankful for. And um, I have to say, you know, I've, I've had, I've had a crappy week um, at work. And um, again, like, I, you know, we talked about a newsworthy, like, the fact that the pandemic is just surging all over again feels just like Groundhog Day to me um, in the worst way, though, because like I think one of the things that I wrote was, um, you know, it feels like March all over again, except back in March, I was still hopeful that people would do the right thing. And now eight months later, I'm clear that no one's ever going to do the right thing. Um, and so it's like it's March all over again, but like without like that sense of like, oh, maybe things will be better. Um, so I've had that sort of week, um, but like I had to like, you know, like I've used this weekend to try to like, you know, like I said, decompress and like I mentioned earlier, like really take things slow this weekend and just be very like intentional. And one of the things that I like really noticed was, you know, I went to the store, like I said, on Friday after work and I stocked up on just, you know, food I'm going to need for the week and like whatever I wanted to cook for Thanksgiving and all that. And so when I got home, I had four grocery bags of like, you know, fresh groceries. I went to my fridge to put things away and was like, oh, I have things that I need to like throw out because like I didn't go through them. And, you know, not like a ton of stuff, but like, you know, things mm -hmm. that were like ready to be tossed and make room for like the new things. And by the time I put everything away, I like went back to the fridge to like, you know, get some orange juice or something. And when I opened the fridge, I was like, oh my God, there's so much stuff in here. And it was just that moment of like, okay, you know, like things are really hard and there's aspects of like this world that we're living with, living in right now that are very difficult, but like, you're fine. You know, <laughs> like you have a refrigerator mm -hmm. full of food. You clearly have more food than you need because you just threw things away that like you didn't get to, you know? Um, or you didn't finish or whatever. Um, so that is like the, the like really like one of the things I'm just taking a moment to be like intentionally thankful for that like I have a home and like, you know, every time it gets a little too cold in here, the furnace kicks on and warms up the house and I've got a dog and a cat who I enjoy and who, you know, keep me company. And, you know, so I'm very like grateful for just like, the real basic stuff that I think is easy to take for granted um, and forget about or like to look past um, because there's other like looming things that feel a lot bigger, you know? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm grateful uh, for my refrigerator full of food. Um, and um, I'm very grateful for friends. 
Um, and um, specifically, I just feel like, um, you know, this coming Friday, we're doing a Zoom Friendsgiving. Um, oh. And I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about that. And, um, and it's just nice. Like, it's just nice to have that to look forward to. Um, and just how quickly everybody like replied, you know, like people were like, you know, you send out the evite and people were like, yes, 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 yes. You know, so, um, so that's lovely and exciting. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like part of the, one of the things that's been getting us all through have been, you know, this ability to connect, you know, with everyone over Zoom. Um, so that'll be nice. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good. And honestly, like one of the, like I mentioned this on Facebook the other day, but like I've really found like because people are home, I've like gotten a lot more um or I've had a lot more interactions with neighbors. Um just because people are out. Like you know, it's like people are all, you know, like are just sort of like, "Oh, I can't go anywhere, so I'm just going to go out for a walk," you know, even if they Here's the thing. As a dog owner, you meet all the other dog owners, but like now there's people out who don't have dogs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. just like I'm just gonna go out for a walk because that's the thing to do like there's nothing else to go do or whatever so it's sort of like it's funny it's just like people have like discovered walking <laughs> like as a like option mm-hmm. um so yeah like I just find myself like you know stopping you know people stop and talk to the colonel all the time um and you know so you end up making small talk with people or whatever and just like that's just been really nice like I really like I've always loved this neighborhood you know, that um, since I've moved here, um, you know, over 10 years ago now, but, um, but it's just like, oh, like, I really like my neighbors, like, you know, like, they're, like, people are, like, really, like, friendly, and I think that, like, it's definitely, like, an extension of the pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. that, like, people, like, feel the need to, like, connect, Um, but, um, but, yeah, like, there's just a lot, like, even today, like, I went, you know, the Nextdoor app, like, I was on there looking at something, and all these, there, I saw like at least like three or four different posts of people saying stuff like, we're making a big dinner, but there's only a few of us. So if anybody needs a plate, like we can bring you something or like, who knows where we can take like our extra, you know, like, it's just like people kind of just rallying, you know, to like this, you know, like this Thanksgiving is different. And we know that this is going to suck in some ways or like, if Aww. you're alone, like, let us know or like. Think of your friends who like, or like, think of your neighbors who maybe don't have family, like, make sure you take them a plate, like, all these things that are like, you know, it was just really, really kind, you know, I was just kind of like this, like, like I said the other day, like, one of my neighbors, like, after I talked to him for a while, like, um, in the morning, I was walking the colonel right before work, and he, you know, I talked to him before, like, I don't even, like, actually know his name. He's the guy who lives across the street, and he's got a little, like, dog, and I've got my dog, you know, so we see each other all the time. We talked. He asked how work was going. We just kind of talked about how hard things are or whatever, and then, you know, I was like, okay, well, have a good day. You know, I went back upstairs, brought the colonel inside, got my stuff, and left back out to go to work, and when I got in my car, he was still out there with his dog and I had to like gotten in the car and he came over to my car and like waved me, you know, like to roll the window down. And I was like, Oh, Hey. And he was just like, yeah, just wanted to let you know, like if you ever like, you know, in a pinch at work and you can't like make it home, like I'm happy to walk your dog or whatever. And it was such, just, I literally almost burst into tears, you know, (laughs) like I literally was like, okay, thanks, you know, but like, it was such a kind thing, you know, like it was just like, I don't know, just 
if like nothing else, like this pandemic, I feel like has so much like um, brought, I think for on both extremes, right? And I think we've, we spend a lot of time when we look at the news, like talking about like the, the ugly extreme that it's brought to the surface. Um, but I feel like on the full other extreme, it's brought out people like people's like true selves in the best way. So, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, so like the, the people who are like, you know, thoughtful and kind and who want to be like intentional about like reaching out and connecting and all of that. So, um, and I, I really do see that in my neighbors and in my neighborhood in particular, like people have just been like really, really um, just open. And I just, that yeah. I'm like really grateful for that, you know? So, so yeah, so that's my, I have, a, I mean, I could go on and on about the things that I'm thankful for, but those are sort of my, my highlights for my uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, let's get personal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm slightly. I was like, I'm gonna keep it short. Doesn't mean that I'm not very grateful for a lot of things. I'm just really starting to um... fade away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Rally, rally. Uh, just give us your thing. I was trying. So, I mean, just so, 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 so many things. So today, just. Um, was a day that we kind of we had a like I said a client event and we were able to you know just in a very small way um, show our clients how thankful we are for them and so it was just like nice to just in doing that just be around people mm -hmm. like in a very like COVID friendly way mm -hmm. but still like just see people and so that was and just kind of connect with people and that's nice because I'm really, 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 really missing that part of like my life. So right. that was just really, really nice. And I was just grateful um, for this opportunity. So that was great. Um, and yeah, just like my family, like my friends have just been like just really, really amazing during this time, always, you know the past mm. four years, you know, especially and in, in this year, it's just because someone else like asked me this question and like the first thing I thought of, I was like, I have like amazing friends and I was like, well, the one, you know, like you, you know, are like, again, like at the top of the board of directors, mm. like I have like, you know, the three friends, but like my best friend because I was like who you know can you do you know just like yeah I'm just gonna come stay at your house and ride this thing mm -hmm. out and be there for four months and then like finally I like left because I was like okay I have to like work for real again mm -hmm. and I can't be going back and forth and they're like you leaving really <laughs> and so like who does that like <laughs> right Right. So like, you know, that's just like, I'm just like grateful for, you know, friends that are truly, you know, family like you and, you know, Bestie and Sia and, you know, so many others. So it's just, it's just awesome. So yeah. I'm just like grateful for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And just like during this pandemic, not really like being blessed to the point where I haven't had to feel any of the like financial hardships mm -hmm. that other people are going through yeah um so like that's just been like that's amazing huge. of all yeah. the other things to worry about that you know 
pay bills and that sort of thing hasn't been like a concern. So, I mean, just, just blessed and just, yeah, just beyond grateful for that. Cause you know, who's it? Tyler Perry did like a food giveaway mm-hmm. and he was giving away like 5,000 like things of food, like Thanksgiving dinners and wow gift cards as well. And like they had to shut down like the highways and a couple of highways and stuff because of all the people wow. that were there, like lines and lines of people. The first person got there apparently 3 p.m. the day before. Wow. And people were like the line was like down the street at 6 a.m. in the morning. It didn't start until 9. Wow. So like, yeah, like there are so many people mm-hmm. that, you know, are in need, you know. And with what's going on, you know, evictions and, mm-hmm. you know, unemployment, you know, benefits are starting to, you know, to run out, run out soon. And, you know, they're going to start with foreclosure, you know, like there's just so much like that could yeah. be, you know, bad. So I'm just, just thankful just yeah. for everything. Yeah. It's been, yeah, quite the year and that, you know, no one like, you know, that I know of that's been close to me, you know, has been affected and those that have been have all recovered. Yeah, so, that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So, yeah. Good. Yay. Yeah. Yay. yeah so much to be thankful for. Yeah. Like, and again, I feel like we both could go on and oh, on. I like, know, I know. Seriously, like, it's with everything that's going on and with as many... um difficulties like you said hardships and losses that people have had and are having um um yeah to just if you have um a home and you're healthy like literally this year more than probably any year like you're way ahead of the game so yeah um awesome well um i do believe that has been everything her usual like i said we got a critique that these shows have gotten a little long so we need to like streamline a little bit so we'll, we'll try to do that next time because <laughs> this time clearly was not the time because we talked about nothing for 30 minutes well um, I mean not nothing not nothing yeah it's about you know very important very things important and things and, and trade no groups yes yeah. yes Facebook groups all of that mm-hmm. um so yeah but, very, uh, very very important very important very important um all right well once again thank you and happy Thanksgiving to our listeners we are thankful for you. We are very thankful for all five of you. All like, five of you. Just keep coming <laughs> back for more. And we appreciate you uh, downloading yeah. every week and it's having subscribed. And for those of you who've given us reviews, like it's just, it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This little idea that could. I recently saw um, a Facebook post. I guess within the last month or so about us, you know, being in the San Francisco uh, airport. Yes, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's been like four years or however Mm -hmm. many years. So yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. We're nearing our hundredth 
episode soon. So soon, very soon. Yeah, this is episode ninety three. So we're just just yeah, just around the corner from episode one hundred. So that'll be fun and exciting. Um, we but yeah, do something for that. Yeah, we need to figure out what we're doing for for the for the big one oh oh. Um, but we'll figure that out. Share. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you're creative. I am not. <laughs> we'll see. Though apparently um, I'm a bow tire. Mm. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks All for right. tuning in. See you again next thanks week. For in. Bye. Bye. Wait, tell me everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>